when you can nail your elevator pitch and tell people what it is that you that you do and they can quickly be able to think of, oh, I could refer that person to them and I could do this and I could do that. That's the gold. Welcome to the Kelly Lumber Podcast. I'm your host, business mentor, personal brand and style expert on a personal mission to inspire a minimum of five people a day to take action, do something different and just show up as the best person that they aspire to be. And if you're one of my five a day, come and say hi, come and tell me. Drop a review underneath on the iTunes app or come and say hi on Instagram. I'd love to meet you. I'd love to know what episode that you really got amazing takeaways from and what was it that you actioned. So in today's episode, we're going to be going through the personal brand audit. 42 points to personal brand mastery explained. So over the past 18 years and working with clients on elevating their image, their business and their overall personal brand, I've established that there's over 40, at the moment 42 to be precise, points that you should really be considering when you want to elevate and develop your personal brand. Now, maybe some of the points you already do or have, but they could be outdated or maybe they need to be improved. Remember, your personal brand is always evolving and as are your thoughts, you know, your needs, your desires, your voice, your opinions, and this is all reflected in your personal brand. So in this episode, I want to go through each of the 42 points and what do they actually mean and how can you incorporate them into your career or into your business? And at the end, I want you to tell me, how did you get on? How many ticks did you get? Tally them up and let me know how we can help. Remember, the future of business is personal. Whether that's a successful career or a blossoming business, your personal brand is what makes you stand out. So let's get into the episode. So first of all, make sure that you've all downloaded the personal brand audit checklist. Now, if you haven't done, you can find this at branducreators.com or you can also find on either of our links on Instagram. You've got Brand You Creators or Kelly Lundberg Official there's links to the audit. You can either print it out or just have it on your laptop or on your phone and go through it as you're listening to this just to make it a little bit easier. So first of all, let me share with you what I share with all my clients and that is the simple brand you formula. Now this is my mentoring methodology and it's the seven pillars to a successful personal brand. So let's go through each of those pillars to give you a bit of an overview and then we're going to go in depth into the points that you need to consider. So first of all, we have strategy and we're going to break this down. But overall, strategy is a clear goal as to knowing where you're going to get to. Where do you want to go and where are you now? So we can sort of bridge that gap. That's what the strategy piece is about. And doing this audit is is the start of this, the start of you understanding where are you now because you can't improve unless you know where you are. And then you need to think about what are the things I actually want to achieve with my personal brand, within my business or within my career. Then we have stationery. So I often say this when I do a workshop, I'm not referring to a branded pen, although if you wanted to, that's perfect. But stationery has so much more involved in it. Really another way to look at is your collaterals. But it fitted nicely with my formula because all seven pillars begin with an S. 
So if you want to say stationary, your collaterals, all the things that represent you that are tangible, and we'll go into each of those details in just a minute. Then we have social. So social is your platforms. This is where you are able to engage with potential clients or really just show that little bit about authenticity and what makes you you through your social media accounts. The real side, not the fake, fake side. Stories are great for this to show a little bit of kind of behind the scenes and what you're all about. Then we've got spotlight. So what does spotlight mean? Well, spotlight's the spotlight on you. That is publications. That is basically where someone else is talking about you, maybe interviewed you. How can you get more of the spotlight on you? And remember that when people are covering you know, articles or want to interview you. It's the story and it's you that sells rather than your business. Okay, so let's just point that out. And that goes into one of the the points in terms of your brand story and what makes you stand out. Then we have speaking. So when I say speaking, I don't also mean standing on the stage of like 10,000 people. Although if that's a great goal, awesome. But speaking can be the point of actually just speaking up in a meeting and having your point of view heard. And this is the thing that, you know, years ago, people were like, no, my my work will speak for itself. And, you know, I don't need to brag about it. But at the end of the day, if you're not bragging about your work, no one else is. No one else is. This is down to you. So speaking up is also an element of that. But speaking one to, to many rather than one to one is a great way to elevate your credibility, your authority, and and just have you step out of your competition. So one to many and just speaking up. Then after 18 years in business, style is a huge element of your public and persona, your personal brand, how people perceive you, how you show up on a daily basis. So what understanding sort of what your signature style is and going into your photography is style on a whole. And remember the whole aspect of photography is it's out there to stay. So we want to make sure that, you know, as much as we evolve with our style, that it's up to date as well. You know, I've interviewed people on my podcast and they've come to me and I've said, can you send me a picture? And they've sent me pictures that are 10 years old. Now, I know 10 years ago that maybe you felt you looked better, but people want to connect with the real you now. And then the final pillar, the seventh pillar is how do you stand out? Now, when I ask this question, when I do my master classes or when I'm working directly with a client, a lot of people do think that standing out is just that level of um, customer service or just doing something above and beyond. But I actually think that that's standard, especially if you own your business, that's standard. So I'm going to highlight a couple of extra things you can be doing to stand out that's going to elevate your personal brand and your credibility within, within, within your business or within your career. So let's get started. So step one is what does Google say about you? So this is where I want you primarily to Google yourself because I've got here Google yourself or your brand. The brand piece is the second element only because at the end of the day, people buy from people. And if someone's going to hire you, I generally think that they will look for you first than your business. They'll probably do both, but I want you to Google yourself. So if you've done this before, maybe do it, you know, clear the clear the cache 
clear the the, the history and do this on, on, on a Mac, you can go incognito and go in as if someone will is looking for the first time and put in your name and see what comes up. And there's a couple of aspects that I want you to click on. Click on images, how many images come up. Is there articles about you? Is there videos about you? Really dive deep into what's out there. A question I get asked a lot is how far should I go back when I Google myself? And my question is, how far do you go back when you Google someone or when you're, I don't know, um, you know, going on a date, for example? This is a really interesting analogy because, you know, people say, well, I won't Google or, or you know, will people really be Googling me? But you're so, it, it's so interesting to actually know what people Google and, and the, the suggestions that come up when, when I Google myself is really interesting. But the, the aspect of, let's just say you're going on a date, you are going to Google what's out there. And here's the thing. If you Google someone that you've not met and there's nothing, nothing out there about them, what do you think? You're like, hmm, what are they hiding? Or why is there nothing out there? Or I don't know, you just, you start to kind of make up things in your head. So if there's nothing out there about you, also think about if someone was going on a date with you, what would they find? So bear that in mind when it comes to Google. And this is the real fundamental element to your strategy pieces. Where are you now and where do you want to be? What are your goals? What are you not happy with? What do you want to change? Have you found really outdated pictures that you need to upgrade? And this all becomes of the strategy piece going forward. Okay, then I want you to have a little look on the second piece of strategy is do you have a brand story? What makes you stand out is, is your experiences. Remember, there's no one, no one's ever existed like you ever before. So it's your brand story that makes you stand out. And um, years and years and years ago, I had a friend of mine say to me, I don't know why you always tell people that, you know, you were crew and that was, you know, your journey. I would never tell anyone that I was cabin crew. And I thought that was quite interesting because from, from that perspective, I've come from a salary job. I've made the decision to to leave somewhere that was a good salary. I traveled the world pretty much for free to take that risk and start a business. I think that's a fundamental part of my brand story. So why would I not share that to inspire people or to to just share, you know, I've, I've been there. I understand how scary it can be to, to leave what we call the, the golden handcuffs of, you know, paying full fare for a airline ticket and, you know, just traveling the world and waking up somewhere new. So what is your brand story? What makes you stand out? When I first sent out all my press releases, when I first started my business, it was really interesting what the press were actually interested in. Less so about my first business. They were interested that I was 24 years old, had left this full-time job as crew and was starting my own business. I was female and it was in a country nearly 20 years ago that there wasn't the support that there are for female entrepreneurs and business nowadays. So brand story, do you have that? And then what is your brand style? You know, how do you how do you come across and, and what you're sharing? Does that match that? So my brand style is very much I want to inspire people. I want to be approachable. I want to be friendly. And I would like to think that anyone who's met me in person or anyone who knows me, my brand style matches what I put out there on social media, what you hear on um, on a podcast or when I'm mentoring, you know, one of my clients that this is who you get. 
So what is your brand style? And then one of my favorite um, pieces is the elevator pitch. And this is where so many people get it wrong, is that they can eloquently tell people what it is that they do. And quite often, the first session of a mentoring one-to-one with a client, this is what we focus on. Because when you can nail your elevator pitch and tell people what it is that you that you do, and they can quickly be able to think of, oh, I could refer that person to them, and I could do this, and I could do that. That's the gold. That's the gold. And that is something that I really focus on in an initial session in terms of your, your brand new strategy is having clarity on that. And that sort of it finishes off, you know, do you have clarity? Do you have account clarity in terms of where you're going? What do you want to do? Do you have a clear roadmap? Because if you don't, it's okay. And that's where experts come in. And if you do, awesome, come and share it with me. I'd love to know where you're heading to so we can keep you accountable. Okay, let's go into the second pillar, which is stationary. So that was stationary on a whole. It was your collaterals. So do you have a logo? Do you have a logo that actually represents you? So my logos evolved from, you know, what it was when I first started my personal brand back in 2011. It's evolved. It does. Do you have a logo? Do you have brand colors? What do they represent? Because this then ties in with the brand guidelines. So your brand, you know, people have logos and they have, oh, these are my three colors. If you want to take it to, you know, being completely professional, you need to have brand guidelines. And this is a really simple document that you can send to anyone that you work with when it comes to creating a website, creating your social media graphics, creating your PowerPoint, whatever it is. And they can follow these brand guidelines of your voice, your aesthetics, your colors with Pantone references there. When we do um, all our logos for for the for for those that we work with in brand new digital or brand new creators digital, the guidelines is something that we issue with every logo so that they can use that afterwards. That's the fundamentals to just having a consistent personal brand. Then we've got images. Do you have a bank of up to date images? And I would say you would want to have around ten images, minimum six, and you want to have a choice of portrait and landscape. This is really important because publications want a mix of either portrait or landscape, depending on the type of article that they're putting out there. Having images and up-to-date ones in great quality is one of the best investments that you can make. If you've not done this, I've actually done another podcast on personal branded photography, looks and styles and props and everything else that you need to take on it. Have a little look. It's actually tagged in on this podcast link as well. Do you have a tagline? Is this something that you want to add into your business? Is there something you want to be remembered by? Is your tagline an element of your elevator pitch? Is this something that can go onto your website? Who it is you help? A great book to read, and I I mentioned this a lot actually, um, it is called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. Excellent book when it comes to just simplifying your sort of um, elevator pitch and then also what is it, your tagline, What is it that's said about what you do? Do you have business cards or a QR code? I know a lot of people are maybe shying away from traditional business cards nowadays, just from an environmental perspective, Um, or maybe your business cards are done on recycled paper. Or I have a QR code, which is really easy to set up. Do you have note cards? 
So I have something, I actually have both now, note cards and cue cards, but my cue cards worked as, you know, thank you cards or just, you know, a card that I popped into something. If it was a, something was getting purchased from me, if it was a one-to-one mentoring session or if it was uh, my tipple no dribble mats. And I use them as also cue cards as well for when I'm doing presenting. And it's just all part of that consistent image. You'll actually see Actually, one of my personal branded photographs I took with my cue cards that I could use as um, as, a, as a photo shoot. So a good prop there. Do you have letterhead? You know, do you have, it doesn't even need to be letterhead. You know, years ago, I had letterhead that was printed, you know, paperwork that was printed. You don't need that anymore. Just a basic letterhead that's designed because you're going to need this if you have a business bank account or especially here, they're always wanting you to print something and have it stamped on company letterhead flyers. Now, you might not be at this stage yet, but it might be something that you want to consider. So I'm putting in next week, I'm doing an event and there's goodie bags. So I'm offering in that goodie bag a invitation to come to one of my personal brand audit masterclasses. So you could class that as a flyer. Where is it that you can get your message out consistently and invite people? So you see what I, I, I mentioned there, I'm inviting people to a masterclass which takes one of the pillars which we're coming up to, which is speaking, where I'm communicating one-to-many rather than one-to-one. All right, another huge gap when I find when I'm working with clients is they don't always have an email sign-up and or they don't have a clear call to action on their website or even on their Instagram handle for people to get to know them better. So, you know, I've had amazing results with clients who've maybe started off with I don't know, 50 people, no newsletter. Then they've had 50 people on it. Then they've gone up to 500 people. This is the whole thing. Not everyone's ready to buy your product or service right now, but they might be in time if you just keep touching base with them. It's just that touch point there. So establishing that in the very beginning is so important. It's got to be of something of value. Got to be something of value that people will go, I could really utilize this. Which then falls into the newsletter design. So it's something that people really don't do enough, and that is communicate with their existing audience. Do you remember when Instagram and all like everything went down and no one could access their account? And people, the entire businesses were on a social media platform that they had no control over, which is another reason why having that sort of email sign up, your newsletters, your clients there that you can talk to them and a consistent newsletter design that goes out that really simply, you know, highlights something that you're up to, adds value, invites people to something. So having that consistent collateral, the stationery that works just all elevates your image. Other aspects to consider, website, I find it really quite interesting. If people have done so well without getting a website till now, imagine when you do have a website where your business can go to the next level. And, you know, this website can be one page. It's just your digital footprint, not your social media footprint, your digital footprint, another way for people to sign you or sign you, sign up and and work with you, but sign up and sign up to your newsletter, but to find you as well. Then we have SEO. Is your website SEO friendly? Have you registered for Google Analytics? It's something we make sure we do with all our clients' personal branded websites that come with Google Analytics so you can find out how many clicks that you're having, which then leads on to the next thing is Google reviews. We've had incredible results with clients who maybe when I first did their personal brand audit, they maybe had two or three Google reviews. And 
when we finish the program and working with them, they've got 50 or 60 Google reviews or 29, whatever, you know, five star, 4.9. This is really crucial as part of your brand and business growth. And a couple of these, these are the next two, the personal or professional email signature and um, the professional email address. So these are things that sort of do frustrate me on a professional capacity. People that are still using a Gmail account and charging clients or or have a business but still using Gmail, okay? I think if you really want to be seen as professional, you should be emailing from your business account and you should have a professional email signature. This just all stands from you being professional, having that consistent standard, which I know so often the consistency piece goes. This is why I've got this 42-point personal brand audit checklist so that you can master elevating your personal brand. So make sure you've updated both of those aspects if you haven't. Okay, the third pillar, social media. Have you updated your profiles recently? And I said choose your top two only. This is something within my program I do try to focus on. There's so many platforms. And what I find is clients can really spread themselves very thin. So if you can choose two profiles and really work on those and develop them, then you've got laser focus on really adding value and servicing. So for me, my two top profiles are Instagram and LinkedIn. But this can apply for all of them depending on what your communication method is and what method that your clients actually want to communicate with you on. Because it could be that you love TikTok, but your clients love Facebook. So you also need to consider that. All right, let's go through the points on this. We've got a professional image or graphic, not something that your friend has taken. I want something that you can clearly see your face. Like LinkedIn, faraway shots don't work. It's got to be a headshot, okay? Bio, do you have a bio? So LinkedIn again, it's now gone from being that professional third-person CV to first-person. It's the personal piece. So is your bio in first-person? Is it up-to-date? Do you have a LinkedIn, um, sorry, do you have an update, uh, updated bio on your Instagram? Does it clearly say what it is that you actually do and how you can help people? Your handle, does it say what you do? So what I mean by that is my handle, just to make it easier, is Kelly Loomberg Official. That's my handle. That's how you would tag me in for my personal brand. But what I have changed is the name. And you'll see when you go in, it says Kelly Personal Brand Expert. So what happens is if you are typing into Instagram, this is Instagram, for example, um, and you're an interior designer, if someone is looking for an interior designer or looking for inspiration, they might type in search interior designer. And because you have Kelly interior designer, then you'll actually come up as um as someone that they can follow or go and watch. So that's what I mean by um handle in the sense of can you change that to, you know, Kelly, weight loss coach? Because people are maybe typing in weight loss. So just bear that in mind. Do you have a branded hashtag? Is it a hashtag that you can put with every single post? And when you do events with clients, you can share that. When you work with people, do you have a personal branded hashtag? Do you have a curated list of hashtags, different ones, not the same ones, that you can use. Now, here's the thing. I just um, saw that hashtags don't actually grow your followers. If, if you aren't following um, Adam from Instagram, he often does updates and stuff on Instagram. And one of the recent updates was he said, 
You know, they're not going to help you. Hashtags are not going to help you potentially get more clients or more views. What they will do is, is brand your content into a specific category so that people might be able to find you if they're searching for that. Also, I want you to consider, do you have video content? Oh, it's all about video. It does take so much longer to curate, but it does get much more visibility than traditional pictures. So if that's not something that you've explored yet, then that could be something for you to add in the first pillar, your strategy, and focus on how can you develop your video content. Okay, a few other bits I want to finish on on the social media is, do you engage with non-followers? Remember, social media is, is social. And if you're expecting people to just find you, then it's it's one-sided. So I do find when people do engage with me a lot, I'll go into their posts, I'll comment, I'll like, provided they've got an open account. If you're in private, then I won't go in and necessarily follow you back. But if you've got an open account, I'll go in and I'll like it and I'll engage with you. Consistent posting. So how consistent are you with your posting? Do you use an app, Hootsuite, Later? So LinkedIn, my account is um, all organized one month in advance. I do two posts a week. And if anything else comes up within that month, then I'll post it there and then. So it could be anywhere between two and three posts. Instagram for me tends to be planned roughly every week. And I say roughly, I have sort of six pieces of content that I can put out. But sometimes because I'm posting real time, if that doesn't resonate with me, then I'll maybe post something that is topical or is happening at the time. But there is always something that's planned. And I've got into a really good habit on a Sunday, I sit down and I think about, you know, what message do I want to share? What value adds do I want to to give to people? And that really just helps me think about educational content, inspiring content. What's my message on that? And then your HIC strategy is the strategy in terms of how to maximize your clients, your visibility and your voice with your clients. That's something I share with my clients when we're going through their strategy. Okay, next up, we have got the spotlight. So three aspects on here. Again, you might not be ready for a media kit, but I always think it's great to be in that position because all it takes is one person to go, can you send me over your media kit? And you're like, oh, I don't have it. And you know, it just looks unprofessional. So if you're you're working with journalists or you want to get featured in the press, have a media kit or a press kit, or I have both. So I have a media kit, for Kelly Lundberg official. So this is where it's got all my stats on it. If you want to hire me as a speaker, it's got my speaking rates on it. It's got my um, social media numbers on it. If you want to hire me from an influencer perspective, that's the reach and the coverage you will get. I also have a business credential. So for brand new creators, I have credentials, which I can send out to companies um, that explains a little bit about the business aspect. So they're the two pieces that I have. In the States, they call it a deck sheet for your business, which I used when I was over there for a while. So to work out, you know, where, you know, if you're selling yourself, the media kit might be more along the lines of what you need. If it's a business business, then maybe it's a, you know, credentials. And if anyone's looking for examples of what they are, if you're clients of mine, then message me and I can share them with you. Press release. Someone told me many, many, many years ago, I was still flying at the time. Kelly, if you're going to launch a business, you need to have a press release. And I was like, what's a press release? And she told me, oh, it's like this, this um, like, you know, one page um, story or one page sharing what it is that you're doing on your service. And 
and and it, the bottom it has you know a boiler template about your business it's got a couple of quotes and you know it's like oh wow okay so thanks to google 20 years ago nearly i learned how to write a press release and i have worked with pr companies since and they let me tell you do a much better job <laughs> but um it, it started i got eight eight magazine features back in early 2000 uh, or in the early 2000s when when i first started and that then became the foundation to whenever I did something, I always sent a press release out because it just adds to that digital footprint now. And then the press release and the dream list are kind of linked. And when I say linked, I mean, who are the publications or who are the people that you want to speak to or connect with? Where do you want to be featured? I certainly, you know, when I'm, I'm with um, clients, I really try to connect them with the connections that I have. Um, which is great, but there might be people um, listening to this that are not here in the UAE that want to, you know, speak to magazines in the UK or in the US or, you know, be featured on a publication that's, you know, you know, global. So make that dream list and then add that to part of your strategy, the first pillar on how you're actually going to achieve it. Years ago, I had, I wanted to be featured on this podcast. It was called Entrepreneur on Fire. I listened to it daily. It was John Lee Dumas as a daily podcast. I'm not quite sure if he's still doing it because I think this was maybe seven years ago. And I just made it my mission to go, right, I want to be on this. I really think I've got so much value that I can add. Took six months, but I got there in the end. And I would think I was episode number 700 and I don't know, something on his podcast. But yeah, very cool. And that was part of, again, one of my strategy pieces in the beginning. All right, let's head to speaking. So on the speaking element, we've got, do you have a basic keynote? Do you have something that you could talk about for um, 15, 20 minutes and do a Q&A and you could rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat and just practice? So do you have that? And then followed with that, do you have a keynote presentation or do you have PowerPoint slides? Maybe that's maybe that's slightly clearer. Do you have a standard PowerPoint slide that you can use for webinars, for 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 a, a presentation with even a client, and then headshots. So in speaking, they're always going to ask for a headshot. So making sure that you can send a couple of examples is really beneficial. And then, do you have a basic format for a proposal? So of course, the proposal might always change. But years ago, when I had um, my styling business. I had a basic proposal that I would, you know, personalize if I was sending out about going and doing speaking workshops for style within organizations. That was part of my 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 basic my basic um, proposal, I guess you could say. So do you have those four things? And then on style, signature style, love this. Because you know, style at the end of the day is not about fashion, it's about how you represent clothes. And, and what does it say about you? And, you know, it, it doesn't have to be expensive. It just has to be consistent. That's it. Do you show up well-dressed? Do you show up polished? Do you do this consistently? And that is the key. Do you do it consistently? Sure, we all have off days. I'm currently recording this in um, my workout clothes. <laughs> but every day when I'm going out to meet clients or I'm showing up, I will make the effort. And that also goes for my personal branded images. There is a consistent theme and feel. Over the years, of course, this has evolved because style changes or fashion changes and you incorporate that into your style slightly differently. 
But what does it say about you? Remember, these images are going to be out a long time. But it's also how are you remembered? That first impression. It's not your personality that people see first. It's your style. That's the first impression. So how can you make that count? And then how do you stand out? So the seventh pillar. Now, there's a couple of little points on aspects that I think have helped me when I've grown my personal brand. I've written a couple of books. I've won awards. And I have a podcast. These are three things that other people aren't doing in my space. Or maybe they're doing one of them. Or maybe they're doing none of them. But how can you stand out? Think about, you know, is there an area of expertise that you can contribute to someone else's book? So one of the uh, one of my clients that I'm mentoring hasn't written his own book, but he's contributed to another book that's on Amazon. Great stuff. Awards. People often think that awards come to you actually, you need to go out and look for the awards. What categories can you apply to? And this is really important because that's what makes you stand out from being someone years and years ago when I when I was styling. You know, I won my very first business award 18 months, maybe two years into business. And I then went from just being, you know, a, a personal stylist to an award-winning personal stylist, an award-winning business owner. Now, whilst I would never say that in my elevator pitch to anyone, but in terms of credentials on my website, that just elevated what I did against my competitors. And a podcast, a podcast is a great way to communicate with your audience if you've got a message, to chat to them, for them to hear your voice, to feel connected, to learn, to add value. These are just some ideas that when I do masterclasses, um, everyone comes with so many more ideas, but these are three that I know have worked for me and have worked for my clients. What out of those 42 points do you need to edit, update, start working on, change? Now is the time. Your personal brand isn't going anywhere, isn't going anywhere. If anything, it's going to get more prominent So you want to make sure that the content out there is consistent and it is who and what you say you are. So do you need some help? Were you zero to 15 or were you a little bit more, but you need to step it up? Or are you in the fine tuning game? You're like, yeah, I've I've nailed this, but I just need to work on this one point or I need to get this book out or I want to launch this. What is it that you need to do? So if you want to find out more about how you can work with brand new creators, myself and the team, if you want to increase your online visibility, build your industry authority, you know, become that lead person, that most sought after person in your industry, motivate and improve your profit, your bottom line. Who doesn't want that? Then check out brandnewcreators.com, brandnewcreators on Instagram or Kelly Bloomberg official. It's been amazing sharing all of this with you. I've been wanting to create this audit for a really long time. So I'm so, so happy that it's all come together, managed to pull a podcast with it to explain it to you wherever you are, whether you're in your car. If you enjoyed this episode, then, you know, please leave a review, leave um, a subscribe to this on whatever platform, whether it's Spotify that you're listening to or iTunes. This just all helps other people um, find out about it and learn. So until next time, great speaking to you. Bye for now. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then please leave a review on Apple Podcasts 
This is how more people can hear about the amazing stories and guests that we have on here. Even better, you can also share this on social media, screenshot it and share it on your Instagram or on your Facebook or on your Twitter account. The more people that see these episodes, the more awareness it brings to small businesses and those that are trying to make an impact and difference. And if you want to know more about how you can develop your personal brand, then check out our new website, Brand New Creators, designed by our in-house team. And we are in the business of helping you to increase your online visibility, build industry authority, lead change, motivate and profit. Who doesn't want that? I look forward to speaking to you soon. Until next time. Bye.